Welcome back to another episode of Turner Millennials. I'm Lindy. I'm Steffi. And today we are continuing our discussion about smoothies in the summertime. Aren't summer, summer, summertime. <laughs> right. Uh, we all love summertime. And, and obviously us in Canada, we only have a few months of summertime. So we absorb every moment we can because then once summer's gone, the dreaded winter and cold months come. You know, what's funny is every, like in every spring, I'm like, I'm going to spend as much time as I can outside in the summertime this year. Always. Did that happen ever? Never. No. Because <laughs> you can't afford to go away at all. Like within the last Not with this current ever. inflation and gas prices. Oh my but God, then at no. the same time, like usually this summer hasn't been terrible, but usually most summers they're hot as balls. So you don't like, and humid. So you don't even want to be outside because you're sticking to yourself. So yeah, you're like, like I need the, the AC. The of, it's hard to breathe because the humidity is so heavy. Yeah. Like. And then our fucking winters are bone chilling cold because they're wet and not dry. Like, fuck that. Yeah, because we have a wet winter, not a dry winter like out west. Because, like, when I lived in Alberta, it was, like, minus 50. And I'm like, this isn't even... It's a dry... It's a dry cold. So as long as your body is covered, it's fine. But in Ontario, because it's a wet cold, the wetness seeps into your jacket Mm -hmm. and you get cold to the bone. It's terrible. Terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. So... It's We're going to embrace the summer, summertime. Woo. So first up, we've got Finding Yourself in the Summer. So these are movies where you explored and found yourself. Right, because like so at the summertime, you have, you're not in school. You're kind of left to your own devices. You know, your parents aren't watching you a lot. And, you know, you're, you're figuring out yourself in those t- moments of time. Mm-hmm. And I love how it's like finding yourself can be different at age 10 to 12 to 15. And even like, even at, well, we didn't put them on here, but even at age 50, you could still go and yeah. find yourself. And I honestly think that you never stop looking for yourself. Well, some people finding out things about yourself. Some people do, but that's just how their life goes. Cause they just decide that they want to be that certain way and not want to change. But that's for the rest true. of us. That's for the rest of us, we we like change. We want to see we want to see ourselves grow and evolve. Like evolve, yeah, Jinx. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I guess first up, my, my girl. girl, my girl, my girl, my girl, talking about my girl, my girl. No, I mean, if you were a Gen Xer or millennial, uh, uh, like you know, you loved that this movie was was a movie like I think all mm-hmm. of us saw it and we all cried we all loved we all I just think other than depending on how where you fall on the millennial or gen x wheel yes um this was one of the first movies you experienced heartbreak yes unless you've already seen land before time or never ending story or fox and the hound if that was out yet nope that was 92 but um yeah that's and homeward bound was also an object not out yet either right oh that oh oh, just oh like yes literally i was what six years old and i think i still cried at that scene like you just you don't 91 i was eight yeah yeah like you you might not understand but you understand that she's like even she doesn't understand and you're just like you're just i don't that scene's so pure and so sad and and not to mention it was like and then right after what like she runs was it right before he dies or right after he dies she runs to her teacher that she's in love with yeah and then he has to break her heart yes it's after i think it's after the funeral yeah she runs and then out. her dad gets engaged to jamie lee curtis yep i mean good for you dan Aykroyd pulling that number well her mother um, had died quite a few years before like he had he, it was childbirth, time to, wasn't it? 
I think so or something. Like yeah. she's very young, if not like, and so it was like it was time. She was like I eight years old. Name, Come on, Veda. Veda is such a good name. Veda Salt and Um, I actually have a funny tidbit about this movie. Um, Aaron auditioned for this movie. Yeah, he lost it to Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, he was like their second choice. Yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't like it when I watch this movie. Well, get over it. Guess well, what? Life sucks. I know he's still angsty about it. Move on. Life sucks. It's it's, funny. it's way in your past. Like you were a child actor, and it's in your past. Get over it. Anyways, Ma- Macaulay Culkin is just way cuter. Anyways, and he had already done Home Alone, so he already had the. He already had cred. Come on, like that's the other thing. Is he had, he's had already traction? He had the traction. You know, just went right into it momentum just pushed him right into it right um, Danielle had a crush on Macaulay Culkin so that's why I, we had watched this movie she loved him um, <laughs> how did you feel about the sequel I did enjoy it like obviously it's it's a different vein because it, it's it's not as sad obviously it's not about kind of like your first friend love or whatever um but I did kind of like it because she does go to California and you know she has fun over there and she was- goes to discover like who her mom was yes she wanted to learn more about her mom and then she comes to the conclusion that her dad might not be her dad so she goes to track down her supposed possibly birth dad but she does end up learning more about her mother which yeah. be- through this yeah. guy because he was her first you know before her dad came along so he knew a different side of her mother so she kind of got mm-hmm. to learn more about her mother before her parents yeah i think he was her high school boyfriend or just out of high school in or like just out of high school like college yeah. you know sort when of thing real young like late teens early 20s yeah. age um and they were in an acting troupe together so i feel like that might have been just just post like just after college like just after high school before college or something yeah and you are like a completely different person in your 20s than you are from your 30s your teens yeah 40s so yeah it was good that she learned that side of her mom and i do like the movie um the one part that i remember i always remember is when he joked about tossing her fucking mood ring and the the tar pits yeah I wanted Every to time I watch that those? movie, I get so mad at him. I'm just like, even to just joke about it, like yeah. you just gave her a fucking panic attack. Like yeah. that was from her dead friend. That was not fucking cool. Yeah. I remember like, when we went to California, cool. I wanted to go visit those star pits because I was like, ah, my girl, my girl. But that oh, was you never place got we, there? Didn't, we didn't get to get there. No. Oh, boo. That yeah, would have been there was crazy. a lot. Well, Warner Brothers alone was a whole day because that's the Warner Brothers mm-hmm. studio tour and all the other stuff. So that alone was like kind of like a, a full half day or whatever. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah. I did. I wanted to see the La Brea Tar Pits, but I did not, unfortunately. That, that would have been rad. Right. Know. Yeah. If I ever go to California, which I probably will not. Um, I want to do like a whole fucking never limit yourself. Thing. Never limit yourself. Don't no, no, say no, you no, will because not. I'm the type of person where it, it will turn out that the day I end up in California will be the day it drops into the fucking ocean. That's just the kind of luck I have. No, no, it'll just be so the day I don't want to go to California in order to save all those people. <laughs> no, 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 it'll be fine. It'll be fine because I went and it was on fire during the big 2018 Wolseley fires. That's when I was in California and it was fine. I came out just fine. I didn't burn to the ground. We're good. Yeah, but <laughs> wildfires that are not near the city is completely different from the entire fucking state dropping. They, the no, they were pretty close <laughs> to where we were. Like they were not far. Like Miley Cyrus's house was in the area that got burned. Like it was not far from we the have city. small... We have small earthquakes up here, and that's all I need to experience. Like that. that, how long ago was that though? That was like there was another. No, there was one that was like just a couple of years ago. Well, oh, I don't remember that one. Maybe I only last remember that year. Something. 
I don't remember that one. I just remember that one from what, like 2008 or something. Yeah, I remember it. There was a, there's been a few within the last like decade or two. Oh, but I don't feel, I don't remember them or hear heard about them, but that just goes to show you that they're not really publicizing them. Yeah. So, uh, I would just rather... so next, uh, since we're doing traveling to California, we obviously have to talk about the traveling pants. Mm-hmm. Not nineties, but still. So 2000s. this movie came out when I was 22. I would have been 20. Yeah. So it would have been just, but I still was not a grown up at that time. So I no. still enjoyed it. No, I, I like, like even movie. even in my twenties, I still loved my teen movies until like at least like twenty five. Oh, <laughs> I was still yeah. watching them all the time. Like they were great. They were, they're you know they're they're still a part of you. And even in like I said, even in those twenties, you're still sort of trying to figure out who you are now after high school or after college or whatever. So these yeah. movies still have applicables to you. And I don't think you can be too old to watch these movies. No, like I don't like it. There's nothing wrong with it because like I Aaron came home one day from work a couple years ago and I was watching The Descendants because I had never seen it. And I've heard I a lot about either. it. So I binged like all three should. They're pretty good. Um, I've seen, I've they've had been on my movies. list. I've debated on them. I just haven't yeah. done you the have plan. kind of be in the mood for it. So Aaron came home and he's like, what are you watching? I was like, Descendants. And I explained to him what it was. And he goes, isn't that a kid's movie? I was like, yeah, and? And he's just like, isn't that creepy? You're just like almost 40-year-old woman sitting at home watching a kid movie. And I'm just like, no. Nope. I watched Encanto. You fucking watch like Transformers cartoons from the 80s. Which brings like, up a funny point because no, actually it's, it Kevin's, would be like saying that I'm watching like the Lion King or something. No, brings up a funny point because Kevin mom Kevin's mom mentioned this in the car the other day. Why is it that like she was talking about when people like when you're dating or whatever like that our generation because we were talking about the Barbie movie and how like we have to get rid of our Barbies by the age of like 10 or 12 years old. But when we're dating in our 20s, why is it okay for a man to have a whole entire wall of all of his collections and action figures all because they're collectibles. They're allowed That's to be posted up. That. But we have to get exactly. But we have to get rid of our dolls at the age of like ten or twelve. What the hell? Like, come on! It's a double edged. I still have my toys, but I don't have them displayed. So you know what? If I want to watch Encanto at forty and I don't have a three year old kid, that I so be it. I can watch Encanto. I can watch Barbie movie. I can watch any of these kids' movies. Exactly. I could watch Bubble Guppies and expect not to get fucking judged. Right, Teletubbies. If I still want to, at the age of thirty, like, come on. I would still watch Arthur and Polka Dot Shorts and Mr. Dress Up and like they said, either it reminds you of a better time, so it soothes your soul. Like maybe it calms your anxiety. You don't know that. Like, Mm -hmm. don't be judging. Because we long for our childhood. Because adulthood is just bullshit. It's because we were fed. (laughs) Well, we're millennials. We were were fed fed the American dream. You become an adult. You can do whatever you want. Bullshit. Government is more restricted than our parents ever fucking were. Yay. So traveling anyway, pants. Traveling pants. <laughs> so four girls. Um, this is such a good movie. Like now and then that will that we've discussed before in a prior episode and that we will get to. Um, it's just a really good friend movie. Like this is yeah. a great movie to watch with your friends. They like they're all all different kinds of girls. They all have different interests, and then for the summer they all do different things. But they all take this pair of pants with them while they're that doing a bit of their all four of their different body types from Blake Lively to American Ferrera ladies like th- yeah. those two are not the same yeah, size definitely. but magically they fit them both but that but they, they do discuss that yes they do discuss it when they find the jeans there's like there's no fucking way these jeans are going to fit all four of us and it, they magically do and they're just like well let's not talk about it and we'll just buy them and we'll share them and they'll be our good luck they end up being bad luck and then they end up being good luck again and it's um it's a journey it's just it's a journey. It's a journey that you should take with your friends. Right? It's really great. And there I was a second all, one like, as well, but I don't know if I saw the second one. Um, I do remember seeing it 
I just don't remember what happens. Because yeah. I know, I think it was one I only saw once. Yeah, like it wasn't as good, I, I don't think. And I haven't seen this in a while because my copy of it skips. It probably got scratched or something. It's the dual copy with the Cinderella story with Hillary Duff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the two together, they back yeah. and forth, yeah. They back it, yeah, and I think it got scratched or something. But yeah, so like I missed like the last half of Cinderella story and then like the first half of like traveling pants just doesn't work either. So yeah, it is what it is. Good thing they're probably both on Disney Plus. Um, or on some streaming service. I know Cinderella story is for sure. Sister Trap Pants. I have to double check actually. <laughs> but no, this is a, overall, I think it's a really great movie. Um, I see scenery and cinematography and it's really nice, especially when they're in Greece and Mexico. Yeah. And um, then the other one is that really uh, really the nice. one just stays home and then the other one goes to soccer Who camp. Do you think had it worse? Whose storyline do you think was the worst? Or the heaviest to deal with, I would say. Do you remember them? Um, vaguely, because I meant I think Alexis Bledel just goes to Greece and then she just has love and then loses it or something like that. Well, she meets a guy. She's likes. super shy and she comes yeah. out of her shell and blah, blah blah, and then she decides to like not follow her heart, whatever. Um, Blake uh, Lively goes to soccer camp. Yep. Yeah loses her virginity and is incredibly upset about it it's the whole fucking thing america um, Ferrera goes to mexico no that was blake Ivy, but mexico was oh. her soccer camp america oh, okay, Ferrera goes to her dad's in like the midwest to meet his oh, new fucking yeah, family, yeah. his new and white fucking family white family and then amber tamblin stays back with the little girl or whatever and the has to work or whatever that, that is sick dying. and passes away which that's a pretty heavy, yeah. like hers is the one I do remember. So I feel like hers probably maybe, although going to meet your brand new white family is also rather heavy to deal with because I've been through divorce and yeah, the extra, yeah. So I, I would say those two, like going to like losing your virginity, meh, whatever, like, because we put, especially in the nineties, two thousand, we put it depends on how big... they do not, they don't elaborate yes. on how, like she, they do imply that it is consensual. Cause I like, you do see the beginnings of it or whatever, but then she, like she writes the letter and she's incredibly upset about it and they don't elaborate what she said but Could you can just, just tell maybe by it was like a one night to her that maybe it was like a one night stand that, like they never started said ignoring her or she thought she wanted it and then once it was done she realized oh crap like now i, I wasn't ready that. blah 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 yeah like who knows but what are they are they 15 or 16 i think they're 16 i think they're 16 usually they're 16 in these movies yeah i mean as a teenager a year makes a huge difference it does it really does yeah. absolutely but like, I feel like, yeah, the whole losing virginity, because we put such a big thing on ooh, virginity, virginity back then that it was Which is like, just a bullshit made up concept from the, from the and from yeah. uh, religion to make this well. look virtuous and innocent and childlike. Ew. It's definitely very, very okay, uh, religion based. Uh huh. For yeah. sure. Um, um, OK, so, so that we'll construct is silly. Um, yeah. But and then I guess the last one, like going to Greece and then all of a sudden like hers actually seemed pretty easy. Like she didn't really have any struggles in that hers one was just going the least open. heaviest hers was the least heaviest of right of all of them but like she just went to on a trip and then she yeah. broke out of her shelf from being shy to being this like fell in love and right love. like that doesn't seem that bad from traveling no. pants um to now yeah, and then like like i said to this one we can't really talk much on it because we have a whole entire episode on it but we yeah, still we had to mention go it. back and listen to it so. but we still have to mention it is a summer movie that does that our girls literally finding themselves do you know what's funny is li- so I've been listening to some of her old episodes, and that was one of them I listened to. Mm-hmm. We completely glossed over the whole like um, his penis isn't very big scene. 
Oh. He's like, it's only big when you know, like, a, he has a heart on. He's like, what's a heart on? Does your mother tell you anything? Oh, she was so naive. <laughs> I'm beginning to think she was misinformed. <laughs> Chrissy is so cute. So naive. Like, Her mom. How did we forget about that part? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, yeah. But anyway, great movie. Absolutely. Just like um, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Highly recommend. Um, and I think that's a movie you can really watch any age, just like mm -hmm. any movie. But this is, uh, I watched this movie with my stepdaughter and I hope, I'm pretty sure she liked it. I just, I think she did. I don't remember actually. Again, yeah, even the 30 year old women still find themselves later on, find, at, at, at any age, you still keep finding yourself. But from one Christina Ricci movie to another Christina Ricci another. movie. I love this one so much. Like, I don't understand how this one was not more popular. I agree. Like, I, I totally, I totally forgot about it. Like when you put it on the list, but me and Danielle used to watch this one all the time. Like we loved it so Especially much. Especially with Anna Klumski because she was still on her fame off of My Girl 1 and 2. Of course, we're talking about Gold Diggers, The Secret of Bear Mountain. Mm -hmm. This is such a good fucking movie. And Ashley Aston Moore is in this one as well. Yes. And because of this movie, I always remembered that June 21st is the longest quote unquote day of the year with the longest amount of daylight yeah. because of this when movie. I learned about the summer solstice. Yes, Absolutely. me too. Exactly. Same I way. wanted to go on my own fucking treasure hunt like after watching this movie. Of course. Get a little tuck tuck boat. I actually watched it that long ago. Yeah. I think I've, I've watched it within like the last six months to a year. Absolutely. I'll have to go back and watch like, it because I don't think I have watched it. Maybe this can be one that I could watch it as an adult. This is like, yeah, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Because I don't know if it. I have watched it as an adult. So maybe, maybe this might be one of the one, one of the first ones we do. <laughs> Honestly, my opinion about it still stands as when I was a kid. Yeah. Adults were good. wrong. Girls were right. Can we talk about her, her like, cave house that she has at a club? Oh my God. Her loft in that cave. Okay. I am a claustrophobic person. Right. My biggest fear is drowning. I would fucking live there. Right. Like that is the coolest like, place to live. That was the raddest place. I was just like, oh, we need to find a cave and we need to decorate it like that and steal <laughs> things from the local school. Right. <laughs> so good. Like, and I love how like, that's something that the, the cops fucking like focused on was just like, oh, she's a thief. Not that her life is in danger. She's running from her mom's boyfriend who's super abusive and wants to fucking kill her. Like this Play movie this gets fucking dark. Yes, clearly and this girl needs to be like put in foster care or something, like not still living at her mother. And... Not judgment. Yes, not like, throwing her in jail, juvie. Regardless of how someone grew up or where they grow up, they still don't deserve the type of judgment. Mm -hmm. If she were an awful person, absolutely, but she's just trying to fucking survive as what, a 13 year old, 14 year old? Something like that, like a 13 like, year old girl? Of course, with a shitty, with a a shitty home life? Not Christina Ricci's. Yeah, yeah but still, like a shitty home life. life. And you know what I found hilarious, actually, that I just realized? Um, so, you know, okay, do you remember? Oh, my God, what was her name? Mickey from Full House. Okay. Stephanie's friend, Mickey. Okay. Her real name is Molly Morgan. Like the Molly Morgan in Gold Diggers. And I didn't know that until I was, I was listening to, like, a podcast and they brought her up. And I was just like, it's like I wonder if she's the same one. <laughs> same character. Because my brain is messed like that. Right. <laughs> Well, exactly. Like, I think it's really the same funny name. someone in real life. I think it's funny when someone in real life, especially someone who is in like the public eye, has the exact same name as a character, and it's just completely unrelated. I just I find interest like stupid shit like that interesting. 
I mean, that was like in high school when we had a guy named Carlton Banks. And yes. here's and here's the thing. Yes. He was in my grade, so he was born in 1985, which was clearly before the TV show even came out. So it would just happen yep. to be a random coincidence that his parents yeah. named him Carlton and they had the last name Banks. And then this show came out with Carlton Banks with the funny dance and everything. It would have just been funnier if his sister was Hillary or Ashley. Yes. That would have been Unfortunately, funnier, she was not. <laughs> yeah, She was not, no. But um, yeah, no, I just, I love weird shit like that. Yeah. But yeah, no, if you have not seen this movie, go out and see it. It's go out bigger. and see it. It's so good. Or it's on, it's on Disney Plus. Is it on Disney Plus? Okay. On my list. Yeah. I'll have to put it's it on, on my list. list. Unless it came off, but I put it on my list again like a little while ago. Because <laughs> um, it's so good. Like, right? And the house that her mom inherits in that little town. Mm-hmm. Like, they spend a day picking blueberries. Like, that's what I want. <laughs> I want a simple country fucking life. I, without the city and, you know, me. I like to be a recluse. <laughs> I don't like people. <laughs> if Kevin had his way, he probably would, but I can't do it. I'd rather have my own cave. <laughs> with a tiny little black and white tv little black and white tv like the, the old DCR days VHS tapes, yeah oh yeah. like everything though would be so moldy and shit because the humidity or like because of the moisture in the caves right but it's so fucking bad you don't think i'm sure there's well. some kind of way that you could probably get the humidity out but spring is a humidifier and just run it constantly on like a generator <laughs> Oh dear lord, you'd go through so much gas. These gas prices. Right? (laughs) But from gold diggers to dead babysitters, I guess. Yeah. In our final movie of Finding Ourselves in the Summertime. Uh, don't tell mom the babysitter's been dead. I fucking love this movie. This has all like the 90s like kid stars, which is uh Christina Applegate, Daniel Harris, Keith Coogan, um, Josh Charles, David Duchovny. Um and if you have never heard of this movie, basically the rundown is the mom fucks off for two months over the summer to go to find herself in Australia, leaving mother her leaving children, her four kids, her four kids aged ranging from I think ten to seventeen. Who does that? And left them with a ninety-seven hundred-year-old babysitter who dies the first night due to natural causes. Yeah, she was like nine, like she said, 97 years old. Like you, you yeah. natural causes people. And so it's up to the rest, it's up to the four kids to like basically survive until mom comes home because they don't want to ruin her trip and they don't want her mom to have to send another babysitter or explain this or whatever, right? So it's up to them to survive the summer. And chaos ensues and it's fantastic and it's great. And I love this movie so fucking much. There's a lot of fucking gaping holes in the plot. Of course. But I mean, that's 90s. Like how Christina Applegate's character gets an executive position. A 24-year-old at 17 and manages to lie and cheat and manipulate her way to an executive position over someone who had been at the company for years. Yeah. But it was because her her boss played favorites because her boss took immediate liking to her and hated the the girl that had already been there. And I mean, I guess as a 17-year-old, she's she's going to be more on the pulse of what fashion is because she's literally their target demographic. Like, come on. But I do love that, like, I love at the ending where the mom, like, she doesn't lose her fucking shit. She sees her kids pulled together, worked as a team before they fought, like, cats and dogs. Like, they were all fucking lazy and their own thing and very selfish. But here's the thing. Mother... You can't yes. lose oh. your shit on your yes. children, seeing as you left them for fucking but two goddamn months. But that's why I like the ending because she <laughs> she was still mad, but 
but she was more impressed and grateful that they learned to get along and love each other and support each other and everything. Like Ron, Burgundy, helped, Ron Burgundy, they, I'm not mad. I'm impressed. <laughs> they all helped Sue Ellen throw that runway Bash fashion or whatever. Show, yeah. Right? Like, they cleaned the pool and did the yard. Like they, like they worked. The one kid got their baseball team to help, and they were in like the, the uniforms that they create that the the company created for them, serving like the entrees and shit. Like it was a really well thought out and put together. And honestly, like. I don't remember exactly how it ended if Swellen decided to like quit at the company and pursue her career and getting her master's in whatever it was, like whatever it was that she needs to actually have for that position. Yeah. Um, like go back to school. But basically. honestly, like, I don't know if I would have encouraged that. I would have been like, unless it's not going to get you in trouble, keep your position and keep your finger way up. You're only fucking 17. By 22, you could be owning the company. Like, However, it is also nice to like, even if, even though you are 17, it is still a good idea to go and get the education, especially if your company is going to pay for said yeah. education for yeah. you, go and upgrade that shit. Enjoy the rest of your childhood. Like don't grow up too fast. Yeah. Like look what happened to Brooke Davis. She burned out by 24. Like Britney Spears. <laughs> Any of these other, ch- like Lindsay Lohan, look at the Olsen twins. Like you see it constantly of these child actors who get burnt out because yeah, you're just... You didn't get to live your childhood and be a fun little kid. But yes, don't be discouraged by the title of this movie. Watch it. It's so it is actually very funny. Streaming service. It's such a funny movie, and I love how they call call Christina Applegate's character Swell. So her name is Sue Ellen. Oh, so Sue L sounds like Swell. Swell. <laughs> Took me a long time to realize that. Like before my twenties, but still after like I'd already seen it probably a hundred times. Yeah. And this was a great fucking movie. So. So again, with like I guess, I guess with like people traveling and stuff like that in the summer, uh, we 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 like to go to like the zoos or refugee uh, animal refuge refuge and stuff. So animals in the summertime center, yeah. Then instead of your refuge, free Willy. I used to love animal movies. Free I used to love Willy. animal movies. As an adult, they've been ruined for me. I can't watch dog movies. Can't watch dog movies. But, like some of the other ones, okay. they're not as they're not usually like other animal movies don't usually end in sadness, but dog movies they always make them end with the dog dying always. And I, never I watch, can't. Marley, never watch Marley and Me again. That's like um. So <laughs> I put this movie on my watch list strictly because I might be in some of the shots because okay. when we were at Motorsport like years ago, they were there doing like background stock footage shots for this movie called Racing in the Rain. Okay. And I didn't know it at the time. But it is told by the perspective of the dog. Oh. So it starts basically at the end where they're getting ready to put him down because he's so old. And it goes back to when he was a puppy on a farm. No. Up no. And does the whole fucking life. I watched no. maybe the first 10 or 20 minutes of it and I had to turn it off because I'm just like, I'm going to be a hot fucking mess like for the rest <laughs> of my life. And I can't watch this. Like the John Wick puppy scene. Oh, gosh. Like ugly fucking cry i can't even watch homeward bound anymore and none of them die but i can't oh, even I watch it anymore because it's just so fucking sad have, like they um... think that shadow's dead and but then he comes hobbling over the hill and then i get up really upset because he's still hurt and he's limping and i hate seeing an injured animal and it's i they're very sad but to watch. Still, but it's just, ugh, our animal summer Sweet. movies uh they're not the worst mm. we got free willy free willy good old free willy yeah i can't bring myself to watch the like the fourth one I don't know if I've watched any of the other ones, but the after one the second one. The fourth one is with Cindy Irwin. Okay. The second and third one are with the original cast of the first. Yeah. 
Jesse Jackson, I believe. Right? Jason James Richter? Jason Maybe. James Richter, thank you. And it was Jay something. Something. Um, he, I believe he's in all three. Parents, okay. I think, say the same. Yeah. But um, yeah, the first one just really gets you. The second and third are just like, eh, whatever. Right. Just really- well, because it was at a time where there was it was millennial central, so they ever millennial. If there was a big movie that we loved, they tried to milk it for all it was worth and give it sequels when they shouldn't have had sequels. Like, let's be real. Yeah, that's true. And the movies that should have had sequels did not have sequels. Right, right. They um, had no. These executives had no idea what they, the took they were doing. Thirty years, <laughs> hocus pocus. Yeah, they, they, these these but, executives back then had no idea what they were doing. Yeah, no idea. Um, um, but Free Willy was just so good. Killer I, Whale. If you're wondering who Willy was. <laughs> It was an orca free. The suspense of freeing him. I still watch that scene with like my face like clenched in my hand. Right, and his hand up like, in the air, and the I know exactly what's over. gonna happen. But the whole time he's on the flatbed, and they're hosing him down, and then they get stuck on that road, and they have to like get a winch, and they got to do this thing, and he's drying out, and if they don't get him there by sunrise, he's gonna die, and it's just so suspenseful, and then you know how it's gonna end, but it's just every time it just gets you every time. I mean, I mean, it's in. Let, let's be real. It's in the title, "Free Willy." They freed Willy. <laughs> and I, I mean, the movie poster, right? Like, right, like yeah, the movie poster is clearly him at the very, very like, end, which it shows is kind you of the funny. end of the movie. Yeah. But what this movie did do, it woken an entire generation to animal abuse in captivity. And it also made a whole entire generation want to be marine biologists for some reason. I don't know if we all did, but like if they actually ever became marine biologists, but I feel like in the 90s, that was a very big- Aaron wanted to. It was a very big career that a lot of people wanted to do. And I feel like it's hilarious because like, you know, these movies- I have not been to any type of marine type park since I've, I saw this movie when I was little. Yeah. Oh, I did go to, well, actually it's kind of, it's a refuge, but it's like, it's uh, in Florida, they have um, manatees. Manatee. Oh, manatee. they have a manatee refuge. Oh, so man. it's actually like it's in like it's in a, it's like it's always like 70 or 80, 70 some odd degrees in this area or whatever. And like at certain times of the year, you can go in into this area and swim, which is beautiful. But when the manatees are in, you're not allowed to, but you can go and see them. Yeah. It's really bad. cool. Yeah. Like I would go visit like actual sanctuaries and things where the animals yeah. there that can't be released because they would die. Or like, like refugee, refuge, refuges yeah. or but yeah, like a sanctuary or something. Places that do African like, line safari. That- I know that this isn't um, in Canada. I don't know if it's in the States or whatever, but I know like on the other side of the world, there are places that basically drug like like animal cubs, baby animals. So tourists can take pictures with them and stuff. Don't uh, contribute to that people. Don't Tiger fucking King? do that. Tiger King? Like Tiger King, I guess. Oh, oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Totally forgot about that. That right. kind of like- my Come on, Lindy. <laughs> Sorry, that was a repressed memory because that that show was very traumatic for me. The girl lost her fucking hand, okay? <laughs> like, I know. We, we all watched it. It was the only thing during lockdown. We all watched yes, it does happen in the States. But that's what I mean. Don't fucking do that. Don't contribute to that. Don't be a part of the problem. Yeah. Don't be a trophy hunter. Like, don't do these things. Like, these, we do not deserve this planet. We don't deserve the animals that, that it comes with. We are awful. We're awful. We are. Humans are horrendous we're dicks but like, animals again flipper i used to watch this one all the time elijah wood oh my gosh and the dolphin oh so this was right around Logan. the time elijah wood was in literally fucking everything yes he was he was in yeah. so much and this was but like before he was like frodo he was a teen like he was in the he good side he was in yeah. this he was in north he was in like everything north was so good 
I still have yet to find it's that on, movie. That's that's it's what on we a have list. to do. It's I, I have a list of movies where it's like forgotten movies or like ones that weren't that big that people kind of like I'm trying to like make a list of a bunch of them to kind of like go mm-hmm. back and watch and stuff like maybe to cover that's like, what this was do. another one yes that one like but people we, don't talk can, about them as often we can use that list as our now thing versus, for like yeah. kids versus adults yeah like watching movies as kids and watching them again as adults and in hindsight seeing how awful they actually are horrendous they are yeah uh, but flipper it was so good because he gets to go and hang out with a dolphin all summer long i mean like dolphins they're just so cute they're so and happy crocodile dundee crocodile dundee paul hogan like, he gets who... to hang out with crocodile dundee all summer too that's not a knife this is a knife <laughs> that's a spear i see you played knife before <laughs> i still use that one all the time i'm sorry same here whenever we're like time. here's a knife i'm like that's not a knife <laughs> I see you've played knives and spoozies before. Flipper, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... I feel like I have to watch this in adult because I feel like I watched it all the time. Because we had one again, we had one of those Rogers illegal boxes. So there was a lot of movies that me and Danielle like just watched all the time on when they were on the box. And then I haven't seen them again as like an adult. And so I'm like, I feel like this is one of them I've got to go back and watch too. Yeah. Yeah, that that would be one. I haven't seen that one as since I was like really really little either. Right. Well, not really little because it came out when I was eleven, but still. But was still, little. little. That's like thirty years ago. No, Twenty years ago, it. still. No, uh, thirty. No, you're right. 30, actually, 30, next year it'll be thirty. So. Twenty-nine years ago. Fuck. Oh, anyways. Stop reminding me, I'm old. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Um, so then sorry. after Flipper, we have oh, which Flipper? That movie was that movie. The reason the TV show came out with Jessica Alba. It was after it, yes. So I feel like that was, was probably okay. a catalyst. Well, yeah, so that one it. I think spawned probably the TV the show. The TV show, yeah. Um, which kind of launched Jessica Alba's career, I think, after she was in Camp Nowhere, which she was, if you guys noticed. But really, Dark Angel is what, like, really launched her career, for sure. Was it really? Uh, like, y- yes, that's when she really, because she go, she went to, like, really dark hair. She was in the 2000s, and it was definitely, like, that she had the barcode on her neck and everything like that. I watched well, it, and that's when she came show. on my radar. That's when okay. I really because well, maybe because I I watched Flipper obsessively when I was younger, so maybe yeah. that's why I just I yeah that's why I think differently of it. Um, right. Yeah. So moving from Flipper to someone who can talk to animals, Doctor Doolittle, Eddie Murphy, which is, which is like a remake of a remake of a remake. Of a yeah, remake. like it's been remade. It was a Disney so print thing. I think so many and times. This one spawned like three fucking sequels. Yeah. Like. Eventually, his daughter, I believe, which who was played by Raven Raven Simone, becomes the one who can um, talk to. Yeah, her like powers, I I guess. Take. I think in the second one, she starts to realize she can talk to them, and then I think in the third one, she becomes the doctor or something. Probably something like that. So, this is the movie that I will watch that has the animals. Yes, because nothing bad happens to them. He's a doctor, so he saves them. They are at risk of something bad happening to them. But they, they are not. They because happen. he can talk to them. He knows how to save yes. them and what's wrong with and them. And I, I love how his wife came around and held the giant fucking tiger paw of so Jacob's. So big. And like, j- I loved everything about that scene. Like, even though she's so terrified, like, he's like, it's okay. Like, 
Yeah, and like, and Doctor Doolittle like tells his wife that Jacob appreciates her holding his paw, right? And every like, like it's just, it's so like, if like this is why, if I had a wish or if I had the opportunity to have any kind of magical power or superpower that I want, I want to talk to animals. I want to be able to speak every fucking language on the planet, including animals, no matter who or even though there's like a hundred animal, thousands of animal languages. Yeah, like I want to be able to speak to every living creature on this planet however would you want to speak to mosquitoes yes because then i could be all like back the fuck up no this one is off limits there are eight billion people on this planet go eat them my own personal mosquito repellent right that's true i wouldn't be afraid of spiders like because they could explain to you why they are the way they are yes i could be all like yo i speak your language back the fuck up right shoo away little scorpion not today not this one shoe fly like, don't bother me exactly yeah right like honestly being able to speak to animals would be the best fucking power ever like right. in my opinion i i don't know like if you guys disagree or whatever um just tell us what you think what would let you us know be. but i want to speak to animals right like dr Doolittle can because it's so great the, who, the rats hilarious it's true. The they rats have are a comedic, so funny. They always need to have a comedic relief in these movies, and all, the rats happen to be absolutely because the topic gets really heavy and pretty serious. Like oh, yeah. they're looking like Jacob was going to be euthanized because I forget like his behavior changed and he was dangerous or something like that. And because he had up, some he had kind of in his brain, his brain or whatever, like a tumor or something like that. And Jacob had to be awake during the surgery to tell the doctor where the tumor was, or he had to be able to feel where it was. And I remember the scene perfectly. Jacob's like, "There, that's it, doctor. yeah." right there that's it and they save him dude and he behaves well and he's not euthanized and that's fantastic right well of course you need the comedic relief because that shit is heavy kids can't (laughs) can't handle it you gotta have the comedic relief yeah and see and that's why there's a generation of millennials who use comedy as a a coping mechanism (laughs) because the movies taught us how to do that they would throw in a joke to lighten up the heaviness yeah, absolutely. Now there's a whole generation of us who does it. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason we fucking grew up like super sarcastic. Right. So from um, animals, I guess we can travel because we all go on vacation. Let's be real during the summertime. And I know we've kind of talked about it, but sometimes it's whether you're traveling with your school or traveling with yeah. your family, there's or traveling with friends, as we mentioned with sort of traveling pants or whatever. There's lots of stuff to do. So mm-hmm. I loved Lizzie McGuire when she goes to Italy and she becomes a pop star. (laughs) I love this movie because A, I went to Italy two years before this movie came out. Yes. So you kind of knew exactly where they were. I knew exactly like I was there. I was there. I was there. I did that. Like, you know, one of those things. And this is the only movie other than like when my parents took me and my sisters to movies and stuff when we were little. This is the only movie I ever went to see with my mom. Okay. And I wanted to go see it. None of my friends wanted to see it. And so I, because I was 21 at this point, right? Yeah. Oh, no, 2003. You'd have been 20. 20, right. Sorry, 20. Yeah. Oh my God, make us older than that. Yeah, Lenny, geez. It's my 40 year old age. I know. I know. Your 40 year old brain is forgetting Um, things. It's okay. (laughs) Memory of a goldfish. Um, But yeah, this was like, I, so I asked my mom, I was like, you know that Lizzie McGuire movie or whatever? Because it came up in conversation. And she goes, oh, I totally want to see that movie. Like, it just looks really cute or whatever. And I was like, want to go see it with me? Yeah. I love my parents. 
but if there's one thing they don't comprehend is how to whisper. Mm, <laughs> when I took my, my sister and I took my dad to go see Star Trek when it came out in 2009, the first one, both of my parents don't know how to whisper in a movie theater. Uh, I totally, but, I totally feel that it must be a different generation or something. This is definitely like, I love how cheesy this movie is. Yes. Starters. She and finds I her love... twin in her doppelganger twin in yeah. Italy. Who and then she how to sing. And then she has to replace her on stage. No, she has to replace Paolo, who is the one, I think his name's Paolo, is the one that was trying to get rid of Isabella. When no, but that's what I mean. Like he was going to replace her with Lizzie McGuire, basically, sort of, in a way. Yeah, and embarrass her. Yeah. He was going to turn off the track that she was going to lip sync to because he made up this whole story that Isabella left him and didn't want anything to do with him or whatever. So then he romanced her, you know, young impressionable teenage girl american um, girl young impressionable teenage girl yeah. i must with my italian accent i must so she was gonna lip sync her. he was gonna have someone turn it off and embarrass the shit out of her as isabella so that his career would take off and isabella would fizzle yeah but in actuality it was the other way around or, or something. isabella oh, found out and then isabella yeah. basically so then yeah. she came back to italy and they convinced confronted him and got even with him and then eventually Hillary or Lizzie McGuire realized that she actually can sing. And so they performed it together. And I love both of their outfits. I want both of them in my closet. I have nowhere to wear them, but I want them. What dreams are made of. That's a song, yep. right? I, okay, I, was, I was about to be like, you get the best of both. But I was like, no, that's my yes, Hannah Montana. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, movie, I actually have this wrong movie. I have what dreams are made of on my playlist. I However, she does travel in that movie too, in the summertime to Nashville, but that's outside of our timeline. <laughs> yeah no but so so yeah so she goes to italy and meets this guy and they fall in love with her and what really i don't like about this movie is miranda's not in gordo. it yeah and her and, and miranda's, miranda's not, in, not it. in it yeah and um, her and gordo but, like it was all it yeah lalane La Lane was going through some life stuff at the time so she couldn't be in it and um but i did not like the whole gordo no, and lizzie it was too weird movie. it was too fucking weird like we know that gordo has had a crush on her forever yeah. But the way they edited it implied that they would be in a relationship and it never fucking happened. Where yeah. it should have been like, what, if they really wanted them to kiss, because Disney's fucking gross like that, um, they should have just had them kiss and both of them just kind of be like, no, oh, we're better off as friends kind of thing. Right. Like, because so for those of us, not me, but for those of us who did want them to get together or to kiss or whatever, at least you could, they could placate that. Yeah. be like there see they kissed they tried it it's not for them they'd rather be friends guess what that's Done. life sometimes right? it happens that way yeah but that's not what happened at all and that's the only thing i hate yeah. i did love how matt came to her fucking state uh, rescue though even though he's the one that got her in trouble to begin with yeah but what a little shithead he's the worst fucking brother ever <laughs> yeah he really is that's what formidable opponents should cover worst sibling in a tv show Ooh, should send that to them. You should. You message them right now, aren't you? <laughs> or at least gonna send write little, the message. Send a little texty text. At least a little start it. <laughs> so I remember. Yeah, that was the no worst fucking sibling ever. Especially at the very beginning where he records his sister in the bathroom. She could have been naked. You are gross and perverted, Matthew. Yeah. Pretty I mean, sure also, also the little brother in Euro trip. I'm gonna record this. Oh, that like, kid, all of his no. embarrassing moments. Just I'm gonna record this again. A terrible oh. little brother. 
fucking kid. Uh, um, but I guess um, from another little brother to little brothers, we go to Vegas vacation, being stuck in a car with your sibling for hours on end while you have to drive. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of the vacation, like Vegas vacation, regular vacation. Like they did a whole bunch of these. You know, Chevy Chase did oh, a yeah. bunch of them. Tons of them. Um, so you know, they originally starts out with them trying to go to Wally World, which was the original vacation, kind of in an old school in our old school summer movie section. <laughs> um, yeah. but this one I do remember because this one came out in 1997. Again, this was our age where instead of going to Wally World, they're taking the family to Vegas for a Vegas vacation. Um, and Ethan Embry was kids, in this movie. If your kids are under 21, don't fucking waste your money. Vegas we had this discussion at work on Friday because there was a girl in Vegas and people were like, why would you take your kids to Vegas? She'd be like, there's a lot of kids there, surprisingly. Which, again, like, why would is. you? Because like, I, I was there and like... Uh, me too. There was... was a lot of them and it's surprising and you're like, why? Why? Why waste your time? So the five days, the whole five days that we were there. Um, so in Vegas, at least 10 years ago, I don't know if it's changed. Um, you could still smoke in the casinos. And so Definitely. at the time it still smoked. So me and Monique would like go down in the morning and whatever and have like our smoke at the casino in the, in the casino because it was so fucking hot out. it was 121 the whole time which is like 50 degrees and so it was really hot and almost every fucking day there was a woman that would pass with her kids and be like fucking rude ass people like smoking in the casino when they know that there's families around and but don't bring your fucking family to the casinos don't because okay because every fucking hotel has a casino in it you yes. have to go through the their ground floor is a casino yeah get out to, like you have to it's inevitable but there are non-smoking hotels at this time. Like, it's a thing. Fucking book a room there. Yeah. So you don't have to deal with the cigarette smoke. Yeah, you should have done like, your I'm glad better. I don't smoke anymore. And I would fucking hate it if I walked through a casino and had to walk through clouds of fucking nicotine and smoking. I don't like think. That. I think when I was but in 2018. When I was in 2018, I don't think they had smoking in them. It didn't seem like to me like they were very. Or at least the ones we went into, they weren't smoky or whatever. So I think that's changed now. But. But yeah, don't go to Vegas in the summertime either because there's absolutely no fucking relief from the heat. Just except being in the, the yeah, except for being in the air conditioning oh, inside and all the time. And the stores have like the misters outside on the sidewalk. Those are fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Vegas vacation. Ethan Embry, we had Randy Quaid. Yeah, they're all just, and you know, if you've been to Vegas, it's always a good old, grand old time. It's fun. Yeah. I just, Randall, like, went, or uh, Rusty winning that car. Yep. Like, why would you even try? Like, you don't even have a fucking license. There's no way they would allow you to take it. You're barely like, even old enough to drive. Like, come on. Fucking moron. Like, oh, and then the girl, like, what was she, did? Where did her parents find her? In a strip club? <laughs> or something? And then there was that whole thing in the plane where where Clark wanted to have sex on the plane and join the Mile High Club, and then they both ended up stained blue from like the water. Yeah, the, the water, the cleaner, or whatever. Like she had it like on her dress or something, and then he had yep. it in his feet or in his hands or something like that. And like, I think one of them got, I think Randy Quaid got kicked out of the main Vegas's or whatever, so he had to go to like the off brand Vegas casinos or something at one point in the movie. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it's been a while since I've watched this one. Me too. I, I do kind I of want to go back and watch it. I was a grown up, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm having an issue with Chevy Chase lately. I just don't really care for right. his. What? Hey, don't worry. You're, you're, you're. No, Zeus. Sorry, he was just whining at me. So I was like, oh. stop it. <laughs> Come here, lay down. I'm, I'm sleeping. Come on, lay down. Well, Riley's good. He's over here sleeping, but Zeus doesn't. He, he, he was out, and then he was in, and then he was oh, out, and then he was in. <laughs> And I think the last one on our summer travel list we have is a goofy movie. 
because you know this is just a just a pure old great movie i love it i watch it all the time it was so good and powerline is amazing like i loved powerline i wanted this song at the time if i would have been able to burn cd or had mp3s i would have had this song on every cd i freaking made absolutely i loved it on any of your spotify playlists right now it is (laughs) good it better be (laughs) <laughs> if it, and if it's not it's definitely under the liked songs because um, there's playlists and then there's the liked songs <laughs> when you when you're scrolling through facebook and you come across that meme where it says um like what's the a song that was written originally for a movie that should be a real song like in the world and this one comes up a lot yeah. like number one i think this is like the number one movie song that people wish was like an actual because like the guy who sings it is an actual he was an actual like r&b singer tevin campbell he was an actual r&b singer quite of at the time like at the time the song itself doesn't make reference to goofy movie whatsoever you could literally take it out of the movie and put it as a pop song at the time like there was no like yeah it was so good it was so good and i love that like apparently powerline makes a uh, appearance at the halloween in disney now he never used to, but now they have him as like the the not so scary Halloween party. Powerline is oh, at really? it now. Yeah. And I was like, that's okay. awesome. I read, I read something the other day about um the kid that played Zero in the movie Holes. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. He had something to do with that. Like he dressed up and cosplayed exactly as Powerline or something and, and like won something or Yeah, I saw that or whatever. Something. Yeah, something like that. I he don't dressed- remember what it was, but I thought it was pretty I thought it was pretty funny. Because <laughs> everyone loves Powerline. Like it's yeah, just so Powerline. good. And like and this is where you get the infamous like leaning tower, tower of cheese. Because uh. they're mimicking Polly Shore because yeah. he was so huge at that time. And, and I honestly, for the longest time, me and my sister thought it was done by Polly Shore, but alas, it was not. Yes, definitely thought that it was voiced by Polly, but alas, no, it wasn't. It was not. Um, who did do the voices for Max and um, like Powerline and shit? Do you have that pulled up on your? Own? Um, I believe Aaron my Lore phone is. I need a new phone. So. Aaron Lore was either the singing voice of Max or he was the talking voice of Max. I do remember that. One sec. Seriously, how I'm uh, such a huge fan of like. Everyone, I like, know. Everyone, how do you not that. know that um, one? Just a moment. Okay, see. so James Marsden did the actual talking voice, but I believe Aaron Lore was the recorded voice for the soundtrack. Well, I'm sure it's mentioned in trivia, so I'm gonna give it a quick scan. Wallace Sean was Principal Mazer. Jennifer Oy played Stacy. Isn't it Sean Wallace? Inconceivable. Right? Wallace Shawn. Yeah, Wallace? he's the Wallace Shawn. But yes, he is Sean that guy. Wallace. No, it's Wallace Shawn on this is what I'm IMDb says Wallace Shawn. He was just in I I watched yesterday this morning with Sean Wallace, anyways. <laughs> um uh, yeah, but I'm pretty sure Aaron Lord, yeah, because James Marsden does the talking voice. So I'm almost guaranteed Aaron Lord does yep, the Aaron Lord, yep. The actor was Aaron Lore, a personal close friend of Jason's. However, See? 20 years later at the D23 Expo during a panel celebrating the film's 20th anniversary, this was rectified when Jason Marsden and Bill Farmer sang a duet of On the Open Road together without any prior rehearsing. Okay, so here's the thing. If you do listen to On the Open Road, that one does sound, I think, like him, like his voice or whatever. But on, on, in any of the other ones, when there's actually like a real singingness to it, I'm pretty sure, yeah. This is another one of those movies of, in hindsight, 
Max is a dick. He is. He's a total all dick. your dad fucking wanted was to spend some time with you and yeah. to bond with you. And all you could think about was going to this fucking concert because, of course, teenagers are awful. I probably would have done the same thing because as a kid, I remember like being like, come on, Goofy, he just wants to go to the stupid fucking concert. Like, just let him go to the concert and then you can spend time together or whatever. But, but at the same time, like, yeah. Like, he could have like if they had a good relationship for, like because they're the only two there is no mother clearly if they had yeah. a good father-son relationship he could have been like okay dad i would love to spend some time some like maybe make a compromise let's do this but yeah. i really want to go to this concert and then maybe his dad could be like okay well we'll make our way to this concert like have that dialogue because yeah. nowadays you know we have this open dialogue with our parents whereas back then apparently millennials and boomers did not have open dialogue with each other you know we didn't it was like said, we were like, I want to go and I'm selfish. Nowadays, I feel like kids have that little bit more of open dialogue than like, or parents are more likely to compromise or something like that. And I feel like it could have been like, well, okay, we'll do the, the camping part together, but we'll make our way to the concert for the camping. Yeah. You know, it was a compromise. And man, did they get into some shenanigans? Yes. And can we talk about the, the trailer? <laughs> the big RV that, uh, what, um, what's his face has? Oh my gosh. It's been so PJ's long dad's PJ's it. dad. I, what is PJ's dad's name? PJ's oh, dad. Right. The RV yes. that they have. They're like yes. over the top the, RV the, with the hot tub and the pool and the. They're not camping. They're glamping. They're they're not they're that not even glamping. glamping. That was like luxury glamping. Luxurious like that's even a step glamping. above glamping. Yeah. Like that was I don't understand my own fucking privilege glamping. Yeah, yeah. Like that yeah. was that was so. But at the same time, when I was a kid, I was like, man, I wish I had that RV. <laughs> Yeah, so good. That that would have been great. <laughs> like, I would absolutely, like, still camp if I could, you know, use those luxury RVs. Right? Oh, my gosh. They're not even ugh. tour buses. They're not even RVs. <laughs> All right. So, moving on to our next list. I guess the unorthodox summer movies. Yeah, the pl- things that took place in the summer, but then necessarily summer movies. So you can watch these anytime, really. I well, mean, they I mean, might they're, they're, they're summer movies, but they're just not maybe your happy go lucky esque summer oh, movies. Oh, right, that's what you meant. Right, okay, sorry. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. They're not exactly positive and yay bonding with my father and son. Um, well, it depends so, on where you go. They're just they're just unorthodox summer movies. Let's just that's all we can really put them as because they're just all over the place. Yeah, like. I know what you did last summer. Right. What did you do last summer, Lindy? <laughs> I worked. <laughs> you didn't kill a man in a raincoat? God nope. damn it. Nope, sure and now didn't. he's taking revenge on you forever? Nope, sure didn't. Yep. And poor, like... If I hit a person on the street, I'm not just going to, like, dump their body in the water. Right. I will call the cops and be like, hey, this happened. Yeah. Like, poor Freddie Prince. I see and- CSI to know you're going to get fucking caught. Like, sorry. And I'm not going to live with that on my conscience. No right. fucking way. But for like to be like Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. where you literally have to see your friends die and then again the next summer this asshole still comes back for you. Like and then now whatever is on your next set of friends. For fucking dead. They deserve what they got. If that were me if I were the one they hit and they dumped in the water and I survived you better fucking right. I'm going to come back and kill you in like the most horrendous way I can with a fucking rusty meat hook and like fucking what's his nuts um johnny galecki with the the fish hook yeah swinging it's like like the scene in ghost ship it's exactly the same scene (laughs) oh my god ghost ship i haven't heard of that movie in a while Johnny galecki's character was fucking douchey he was he was such a douche he deserved it too he deserved it but um what i do love about this movie is the parody that it's fun with the summer with the uh, scary movies (laughs) and oh yeah channel elizabeth 
Yeah. That particular scene. So good. Well, now it's where I break my leg. Uh, I broke my leg. Uh, now I'm trying to limp and run away from you. And then they caught her and she cuts off. Oh, you cut off my head and you're throwing it in the garbage can. What am I supposed to do? Like, it's so funny. So it's funny. true. Like Buffy's character <laughs> did do that. She's like, what? <laughs> it was so good. So good. Um, Those movies. And the, what's funny is, okay. So the second movie completely fucking ruined it for me. Um, when they asked the radio question right in the beginning of the movie, how they won the trip, okay. I knew that wasn't. I knew that that wasn't the right answer. So right away, you're like, well, anybody who knows the answer to that question, which was like, what's? I don't remember what the question was. I remember the place it was like, what's the capital of the Bahamas or what's the capital of Puerto Rico or something like that. And they picked a city, and it's not right. A popular city, said, but not the actual capital. Yeah, and but and at the time of watching it, I knew this, and so now I'm just like, well. You know that they die on the, like from the previews, you know that it's storming, it's hurricane season, they're going to have a resort to themselves. And I totally forgot that Jack Black was in this movie, to be honest. Totally oh, forgot. I did forget that, actually. Because <clears throat> um, I was listening to Riddle Little Opponents, one of their episodes, and they talked about this movie. And that's when I was just like, <laughs> I need to mention Jack Black. And I was like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot. Right? And it was like worst sequels or something. It was worst sequels that they were talking about. And this oh, was okay. One of them. <laughs> um, but so thanks, guys. Um, but yeah, yeah, like, we're just in time. Uh, did, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But yeah, like, I think it's hilarious that the only reason they realized that, oh, we got duped was when Brandy was looking at that giant globe that was at the resort and she looked at the capital of what, like Bahamas or whatever. And she goes, oh my God, that's not right. We got the answer wrong. Why are we here? And she, it takes her way too fucking long to connect the dots. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're going to die. You're going to die. There's no way. 100% you're, you're dying. This. I'm sorry, girl, but because it took you that long, you're dying. Yeah. Like, and Benson, come on. Come on, Jennifer Love Hewitt, original J-Lo. Be smarter than that. Right. Like, get your brains out of your boobs. Just take my... But that's all they had. That's all they gave her credit for back then was brains. Uh, I know. What do you want my girl. boobs to pop out? <laughs> oh, it's Allison Hannigan. But still, yeah. And that <laughs> was only for the MTV Movie Awards too, which is the funniest. Yeah. Like, it was an action movie, and I totally thought it was. I know. And same with me and Danielle. Like, whenever we, whenever there's a hail, we always do that. Hail kid, my family, and left me with this forget me not, which was literally just a VMA <laughs> sketch. And it has been ingrained in our, like, because it's making fun of Twister. And it has been ingrained in our psyche forever. Just on that. It was so good. But that was I one think that's hilarious considering it. you've never seen Twister. That's true. I have not. I've seen Night of the Twisters with Devin Sawa. You are going to have to watch it for this podcast. Well, then we're going to have to do something that triggers your anxiety and fears as well then. Okay, how about we just have someone else come on and talk about it with us? Okay, fine. And then you can just be like, well, based on the previews or the little snippets of it that I've seen, or what I've seen and parodied in other movies. Yeah, because I just like... You won't even watch Day After Tomorrow, because it literally has a four-minute scene of tornadoes going through LA. Tornadoes are the one thing that (laughs) I've always been... You won't watch the entire movie. Tornadoes are like my biggest fear. And I totally understand that. I totally get that, and I absolutely respect that. But you need to watch a day after tomorrow. Just fast forward through that part. Like it's literally four minutes of the of like an hour and a half, two hour movie. Yeah. You're missing out. I'm just saying. Like <laughs> you're missing out on a great movie just because of that one scene that you can fast forward to. It doesn't actually advance the storyline in any way. It's just more opportunity for destructive scenes. That's yes. all it is. So you yeah. won't miss any part of the story. 
<laughs> no storyline, just, just, just structure. Skip it. Just fast forward it. Tell Kevin to fast forward it while you sit there like this. So you don't <laughs> see anything, even in fast forward mode. All right. We'll see. Just fucking watch it. We'll see. All right. We'll see. I mean, you can watch Twister like that too, but you'll only get to see like maybe 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no point. <laughs> <laughs> I will make you watch Marley and me. <laughs> if you make me watch Twister, this like is if the trade off. You might as well just make me watch Saw. Cause no. <laughs> I mean, the first one is actually not no. the worst. You don't the like... handsaw to grab the cell phone and pull it toward you, not cut off your own foot. Agreed. Come on, I'm not gonna say, but at the same time, like that would compared to the other ones, like that one was all the first one was all psychological until the last like five, 10 minutes. Whereas the other ones were how gross can we kill or do someone and put yeah. them through these things. So the first one is totally I... different than the rest of them. On to our next crazy or unorthodox movies. movies. Independence Day. Was Will um, Smith? I saw this movie in theaters. Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, and Bill Pullman, I think. Probably, I probably saw it like two or three times in theaters. And Vivica Fox. Um, it's, yeah, Vivica Fox and um, Buckwheat, the Little Rascals. Oh, okay. Was in it too. He he was Dylan. His, yeah, the little son. He was her son. Um. And we know that aliens come to America Bob on Independence lived. Day. And... The dog survives this one. Yes. That's what I take from this movie. The dog lived. The dog lived. Um, the... I like this movie. I really like this movie. This it is definitely a... on our rewatch list. We watch this one several times a year. ID4. It was the big thing at the time. Mm-hmm. Like it oh, was yeah. huge promotion. It a was a really budget. Lines. Great a budget. Really great lines. Yeah. It was, it, um, it, it did good. It was a good movie. Jeff Goldblum was fantastic. John Will Hirsch Smith as he like fantastic. punches the alien in the spaceship or whatever. That was a big scene. I yeah. remember everyone and like, yeah. Flying the spaceship onto the mothership. Like yeah. there's just a lot in this movie of, of this alien movie that hasn't been done in previous alien type movies. Yes. It was a very it's new just, alien type movie the, at the time. Again, like the cinematography, the puppeteering on it, the realisticness of the aliens that they show is great. Like fantastic. Mm-hmm. Sequel, not so much. I don't even remember the I still sequel. Loved the sequel. <laughs> I still loved the sequel for how fucking awful it was. I still loved it. I still want the third one that they're not doing anymore that the second one's set up for. Yeah. I still fucking want that movie. That one needs to be like crowdfunded for them to do it. Maybe you need to start it, Lindy. Because they're not going to make it. But I think if we got enough fans around, we could crowdfund them to make the trilogy that Data in the second one so much talked about. Start it. You really never know. Learn. You never know. You might find enough people I are right should. there with you, Lindy. People out there, if you're a fan of the second Independence Day movie, Resurgence, please inform me if it's going to be worth doing a crowdfunding because I would totally do that. I want the third one. Um, And then the last one kind of in our unorthodox movies, I would say, is American Pie 2. Because in American Pie, yes, they were in school and they were in graduation. But in the second one, they come back and it's all summer. And they spend like the summer at a, at a Stifler's mom's cottage or blake house or beach house or whatever it is i believe so i think it's stifler's mom's yeah beach house no no no. it was a cabin or it was a a beach house that kevin's brother's friends rented when they were that age age. okay so he gave him like the info or something and they booked it or whatever or something like that okay yeah but they have basically they rent Um, out a, a house for the summer and have fun yes and which personally i liked american pie 2 better than american pie 1 like american pie 1 is funny and it's rude and it's crass but i don't know i just thought i liked the 
the the the second plot line just better for me. It was just better. American Pie two. We got to this movie late. I was pissed. I was ready to fucking go to get there ten minutes before like even the the preview started and shit. We got there as the previews fucking ended because someone took too long to fucking get ready. Not naming any names. I will tell you later. And we had to sit in the second fucking row. There's so much in this movie that should not be seen that fucking close. <laughs> like, so much. Yes. But I have to say, him super gluing himself to himself was probably the funniest fucking thing at the time. Absolutely. Like, like how did you not notice the size of the lube, lube, and glue? Feel two completely different consistencies as well, and completely also my different. super glue is only in containers like this. Lubes are oh, usually like is. this. But what? oh my god, can you imagine? Like oh my gosh, going to the hospital. I've never and watched it, but that's a great episode of Sex Sent Me to the ER. It's an actual show. I've, I've only never seen, seen maybe it. one episode of it, but it's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> I've never seen it or heard of this, but that is interesting like i super glued my hand to my penis right i wonder okay so i have a question about this and it might be a little tmi um or why my brain goes there i don't know so obviously he's going to be hard at this time when he applies the super glue what happens when he gets flaccid does the skin pull and recede stuck to his hand like would getting soft be painful now not well it kind of because so here's the thing because your skin stretches and no, then no. it recedes right i agree but also at the same time sometimes when guys kind of start they're not always fully fully like hard going. yeah i got it kind of like a half job yeah. so they're just kind of like so it's sort of how uncomfortable our male listeners are right now right but then at the same time <laughs> when you've got the super glue at that point and if it gets to full chub with that like would that expand and hurt more? that stretch like, and hurt yeah like that's what i'm curious about because he it dries and sticks pretty quickly he only gets maybe three strokes in yeah before it's like, like he's like uh, uh. yeah and i'm just i'm just super curious to how that would be and to have to wear that fucking like diaper thing forever how long like oh how fucking embarrassing he's so lucky to have michelle <laughs> right and good friends as well. Yeah. yeah. And good friends to make fun of him and tease him for that. Like, this is yeah. so fucking funny. And then the cops were there because he got out of the window. You know, he had the remote stuck to his other hand. <laughs> like, oh, it's just, he gets himself into just some fucking things. Poor Jim. And having a, your dad as Eugene Levy, like, ugh, so funny. Yeah. So good. I love him. Right. I just, yeah, I love you, you Eugene Levy. And the like, um, Jennifer Coolidge makes a reappearance as Stifler's mom. Stifler's mom. I mean, that's the first time I ever learned who Jennifer and Coolidge like, was, was as Stifler's mom. Again. Yep. And because Legally Blonde wasn't out yet, that's nope. where she, I think she really made her splash after the American Pie movies. Um, but everyone definitely knew it was like Stifler's mom. And then, yeah, it was the bend and snap. Yeah. Bend, snap. Bend and snap. <laughs> um, and I'm pretty sure they're doing another American Pie. So I want to see. Oh, yeah. Right at the top. There's been a few over the years where they've done like American Reunion, American Wedding and things like that. And then well, they did the. As of, as of May 9th, May 22nd, American Pie 5 talks are happening and they have a great idea, says Sean William Scott. Personally, I think it should be like. 
Jim and Michelle's kids. It should be like a pass the torch type deal. To their kids. Yeah, just get a new series. Kind of like how Hocus Pocus is passing the torch to the three new well, they witches. Kind of, well, the problem is, is they did like the Naked Mile and things like that in between for American Pie to try and give it to another and generation. Like and they didn't. Of Stifflers. Those were all relatives of Stifflers. I know, but like uh, that's exactly. Some maybe of them are really good though. Some of them yeah. are really good. I really like the Naked Mile and Bandcamp. I think those were my my favorite too. I loved. Yeah. I also liked. Was it Frat Party or Frat House? I kind of fell off like with that. them. I don't remember. I I I don't remember the um, the context of it, but yeah, I do remember liking them. Um, but no, but American yeah. Pie too. Yep, that was that was a good one. Um, and then kind of our really nice beach house. Oh, I know. And then this was oh, this this movie was prime Tara Reed when she was hot before she had like after okay. she got like famous but before she had all of her weird surgeries like this was her like prime I thought she was hot in this movie. Can we talk about the guys violating the personal space of those girls whose house they were painting? Mm-hmm. That whole fucking thing. Yeah, that scene was hilarious though when they had them broadcast on all like the CB radio like waves or whatever like that part was but yes going through their their house and but initially like just going through their stuff and like like this is there's like obviously it's america pie it's supposed to be it's supposed to be offensive it's supposed to be gross it's supposed to be like this but like in hindsight just so when i have a service person in my house i'm not leaving my house either so the last of them are just old movies uh most of us have seen them most of them have but we don't need to go into obviously too many of them because a lot of them you know you've never seen summer school i can't believe that like that's shocking to me for someone who is who like loves movies like I do and grew up on movies that like literally no, people have other people have never heard of. Um, this shocks me. I think I you'll know. like this movie. I hope yeah. you like this movie. Yeah, no. For some reason, I don't know that one. I don't know why uh, it never was on my radar. I just, I, I don't know. I had never seen it for some reason. I don't know. It's an older movie. I think it was probably 80, 88 or eighty nine when it came out. So, like, yeah, you were like four. Yeah, three, but, four. So definitely off just, my radar at that point. But yeah, why not later on in my? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, why not later on did it pop up on my radar? Like, or I'm something? surprised I never showed you this movie. To be yeah. honest. Yeah, like this movie's fucking hilarious. It's just so good. Like the guy gets roped in. He was supposed to leave for Hawaii, and he got roped into doing fucking summer school because he's on tenure and didn't want to lose his tenure. <laughs> and it's just a really good story. It's but it's usually funny. also it's the, the other funny part about tenure is is if you have tenure, he should be able to say no, I don't want to do it, and no, not no, get no, fired. he didn't have it yet. Oh, he didn't he have it yet. Okay. Oh, he was, he was up oh. for tenure. Oh, okay. so the principal used that as leverage to get him oh, to stay okay. because the guy that was supposed yeah. to teach summer school that year won the lottery and quit on the last day of school he had like, this role this huge roll of lottery tickets that he's just scratching and scratching and they're like dollar tickets and he just scratches and scratches and scratches and then he has one he's like i just won fifty thousand dollars he's in fifty thousand dollars in 1980 i was just gonna say like that would that yeah. ugh, i would never leave that my job was probably, for 50, that would probably be like a quarter million now is my guess with inflation but even i feel um, like even now if i won a quarter of a million i still wouldn't be quitting my job at 300 like a quarter of a million dollars even if i won a million dollars i'm still not quitting my job because that's basically the cost of a house nowadays yeah it's no longer like it's not but, it's not the value it was back in the 80s <laughs> but anyways that's how this guy ended up getting roped okay. to teach school and a bunch of these misfits and stuff and it's it's really funny i that's really funny. highly recommend anybody watch it if you haven't seen it especially you because i think you like it right i don't want to oversell it because i don't want to be one of those people like it's so great 
because in case I oversell it, I do it. <laughs> yeah, but it's got it's it's got its points. It's got its valid. It's good. It's yeah. got you know. It's got, um. So next we have Stand by Me. Um. I feel like we all know <laughs> this one. Um. It's a great, great, great movie. Great Finding Yourself movie. Great eighties. Well, it's set. It's made in the eighties. Set in kind of the fifties because it's a guy you know thinking back on his childhood and the summer that he had when he was 12 when he was 12 um which was looking set in the for a like, dead body yep they look for a dead body with Kiefer Sutherland <laughs> well against Kiefer Sutherland I should say not with but against Kiefer yeah. Sutherland they're both looking for this dead body um and yeah. it's based on a Stephen King novella called the body called the body um the whole book is actually called different seasons and Shawshank Redemption is also part of that book so is apt pupil and then there's a third, a fourth one, which never actually got made into a movie, which is kind of funny. Yeah, I'm not sure which one that one is. I don't remember. It's at home. I can um, tell you, but I don't have it because I'm at the but, cottage. Yeah. But I do have is- the book, which has the Stand By Me cover because I found it at a used bookstore in the 90s when I first when I first originally stumbled upon Stand By Me and found out I loved it. And then I wanted <laughs> to read the book. Yeah, this one is definitely one that we watched over and over and over again. I fucking love everything about this movie. There's not a scene in this movie I don't like. Yeah. Not one. Such it's an overall great fucking movie. So yeah. good. There's not um, like, even even think about now, like there's not a whole, yeah, there's a lard ass, lard ass. Yeah. I mean, like maybe that scene nowadays could be a little bit possibly offensive, but other than, like, other than that, a lot of it doesn't seem to like, it's still sort of, it's not dated one. Or it's not, it's still, it could still hold up. The, the pie eating contest scene, I find ridiculous because everybody puked up the same puke. <laughs> right even though like only people were eating, eating pies. berry pies they were yeah. all eating berry pies they all had like a dark purple puke yeah none of them had like a with, green because they were eating salad or something none of you chew your food like they had full fucking form blueberries like chew your fucking food guys seriously yeah. you're just gonna choke and die yeah it was um, um a great movie none next else. one is another in hindsight type of movie Yes. Dirty dancing. Dirty dancing. Inappropriate relationship. Inappropriate between relationship. Between an adult and like a 17-year-old. Right. The Baby was too young. Around, yeah. The whole movie revolves around a woman who could not obtain a safe abortion. Like it's a great movie. Like in a great movie, but in hindsight, it has a lot of real life issues in it. Yep. That they kind of just gloss over. Yeah. Like well, because back then they weren't guys. Mm-hmm like guy with a fucking folding table and a dirty knife like it's watch it again with adult eyes and in today's political stance it's a whole different fucking movie whole yeah i understand why her dad was fucking pissed at her i totally get it um yeah like it was definitely definitely troublesome i mean like we all love the big dance scene at the end obviously where he lifts her up and then when they're trying it in the water and they keep falling over and like there's good parts about it but yes there's definitely there are great definitely problems but in hindsight, there's a lot of fucking problems with this movie. But it was, what, it was 1960? I was going to say, this one was also one made in the 80s, set in, like, the but 50s or 60s. What got me about this movie was their activities. The wig activity? Let's just try on wigs for, like, an hour and just see what we like. But I... I it was the 60s. I it was a different I time, I guess. Or if I would totally fucking do that. I would find that would be kind of like, well, if you think about it, when we had sleepovers, we would try on each other's outfits and yeah. things like that. So maybe this is just the alternative version of it from back then. Yeah. But however, I probably wouldn't do it because like everyone's sharing wigs and in a post COVID world, that's gross. It's the just thing. wigs. Lice, I, just, mm. I don't know. I can't trust somebody else like cleans himself on a regular basis and doesn't have fucking lice. I mean, it's, we're talking about like sixties housewives. Come on. 
Like there was, it was a, you got to remember, this was also an era when people were actually pride themselves on how they looked versus nowadays where people just don't give it two shits. You got to think this is also the women. These are the women. Yeah. These are also the same women that would not leave their house with it. Like they could be literally having a heart attack, but they're not leaving their house without a full face of makeup. They have to put their makeup on before they leave and have this heart attack. Like they're in the middle of having heart like that. So it's, it was definitely a very different generation back then. So I could, I can kind of believe it. Yep. You know what I mean? No, I get that. Yeah, I know I get that. But I I know what you mean also at the same time. Like when we think about nowadays, like headlights, absolutely. And it's a great soundtrack. This is probably one of the best movie soundtracks. So good. So good. Um, um, we mentioned kind of vacation as well. Um, yeah. Chevy Chase going to Wally World, go and... to Wally World. I just can't watch this movie anymore. Like some of it is funny, but the part with the dog being dragged behind the car, I know that they don't show it, but implying it is just so right. fucking upsetting. The incestual innuendos with fucking cousin Eddie and his daughter. And it just, again, we've, 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 we've beaten Chevy Chase to death with a horse at this point. Yeah. Like we just don't, we just can't. Especially so or you speaking wanna... of Chevy Chase, another great summer movie was Caddyshack. Yes. Old well. one, but it was still but really you got good. Bill Murray. So it kind of evens it out. <laughs> the gopher. It's always funny. The gopher. Yeah. Golfing, um, you know, those, yeah. if you love a good golf movie. It's a great one. Mm-hmm. And then we can't not mention meatballs, obviously, because that was like a summer camp movie from the seventies too, which I don't think you said you, I think you said you haven't seen that movie. Yeah. I think I was still a little I too remember seeing it when I was little I just I don't remember much of it I think I was a little too young and I haven't watched it as an adult so maybe one of those ones we go back and watch but who knows okay, should we wrap up our episode or yes so I guess um on that note um uh, we are since I'm at the cottage recording this I don't have any of our fun game stuff so we're going to forego that this weekend guys um yeah, but apologies. We, will, apologies. we will definitely bring it back in the next episode guys we promise don't worry um but yeah, that's our summer movie series episodes, I guess. Uh, we know we had a little gap in there, but you know, it's summertime. We we wanted to enjoy it. So it happens, guys. We're sorry. Things going on too. Like some like we were busy and we've got other stuff that we had to get done. So right. um it's life. Yeah, but, but here's- uh let us know what you think of the movies that we that we mentioned and if you agree or if we missed any. And, and don't hate on us because our next week's episode will be sports movies because we know there's yeah. you guys are yelling at us for the sandlot. We know it. We know yeah. you're yelling at us saying the summer movie sandlot. sandlot. We get it. Big green rookie of the year. But we will be doing those in next week's episode. So hold your your softballs for a little bit longer and we will start talking about them. <laughs> I love that. I'm so gonna use that. Hold your softballs. That's fantastic. Um, I know we just came out of that up my nowhere, which was hilarious. Love it. Um, well, it's fantastic. I love it. Um, yeah, we'll catch you on the flip, guys. Have a good one. And catch you next week. Hey, thanks for listening to Turn of the Millennials. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcast, and at our website at millennialspod.com. Join us on our next episode. And remember, on Wednesdays, we wear pink. We have week.